This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Welcome to your weekend, everyone. Carmen and Mike with you, as always, on the ESPN Chicago app. We are The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. Got our last weekend in July. Teams are at training camp. We roll into August. Next week, we're going to talk football today. We'll talk baseball. We'll have our usual fun with Jim Miller, with some ponies, and Luke Pergandy. And as uh, we bring Mike in, he he took a little road trip across the street to the coffee shop. He liked it so much he stayed. Mike's uh, on the phone with us today. Mikey, what's going on, buddy? I feel like it's 84 and I'm calling Chet. You know what I mean? I'm at Walmart just in line looking for a chainsaw, basically. But, you know, no, we do have some technical difficulties, I think, for the first time ever on, on, on this end of the uh, uh, spectrum, which would be uh, the palatial studios where, where I live. So, uh, you know, it will be fixed by next week. But, uh, you know what? Uh, it's always good to be on with you guys. I hope everybody enjoys the show, uh, old-fashioned type of way with oh, right. me uh, calling in to Carm. But uh, a lot to, of stuff to talk about. We got the commander back. People ask me who the commander is. Ron Rivera doing a, a segment with you? I go, oh, no, it's, 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 it's Randy Merkin, who's with us uh, also. So we got a lot of stuff going on today, Carm. We absolutely do. Yes, yeah, some home improvements on the uh, studio back at the homestead for Mike. So we'll do it on the phone today, but it's all good. <laughs> We'll give you best plays a little bit later on. We'll try to hit on a few of those. We can't wait for football to start because trying to find best plays uh, when you're looking at a slate full of MLB games is sometimes an arduous task, as most betters know. But we've had fun with it anyway, and we'll try to do that a little bit later on. White Sox come back home after splitting uh, kind of a frustrating series with the Colorado Rockies. It's just a team that you should pound. You should do what the Dodgers to do them. Go in there last night and score 13 runs and shut them out. The White Sox, unfortunately, couldn't do that. They've played nearly 100 games this year, Mike. They're a 500 team, but they're still the favorite. They are now, actually, I shouldn't say still the favorite. They were early in the year. They're now the favorite to win again. When we recorded last week, they were still second choice at about plus 140, give or take. They are now a plus 120 favorite at points bet to win the division. The Twins are second at about a dollar and a half to one. So with everything that's gone on, the White Sox still have the best odds in Vegas and the best odds, according to most of the computer projections, to still make the playoffs out of the AL Central. It's incredible. You know what? I always say, Carm, if the guys are making these odds, would they bet the actual team that they're making the odds for? Mm. It would be very hard for me right now. Uh, to even take uh, the game tonight with the odds the way they are yes. uh, against Oakland, if you will. And I'm seeing the uh, situation where if they were in another division, we'd be, we'd be saying so long, everybody. So mm-hmm. uh, they're very fortunate right now. Uh, they blew the game the other day. They should have won that game. Minnesota loses. We could have gained a game. And for every time you play, you lose a game. So it's not, you know, it's not urgent. It's getting urgent mm-hmm. right now. Uh, we still got uh, a couple months left in the season, uh, but you know what? I, I, you're seeing disturbing trends. You're seeing that uh, there's a lot of ball players that still aren't on the field. Uh, I, I don't know what the deal is uh, with with Robert. I know that he's going to be back soon, but my God, you got issues with Kelly now. Uh, I mean, it's yeah. just not conducive to winning a division. 
And if they do win the division, how far are they going anyway with the dysfunction that they have with this baseball team right now? Yeah, you wonder how far they're going to go anyway in the AL playoffs when you look at Houston, the Yankees. I mean, the top teams in the AL, Toronto's kind of figuring it out. The managerial changes help. The top of the AL, man, it is going to be a buzzsaw in the playoffs. Well, you know what? I've got to ask you something because I was looking at the coaching staff the other day. And our roster is like 20% Cuban, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Am I right or wrong? Four or five guys that are, that are, are Cuban. There's, you got Eloy, who's from the Dominican he's Republic. Dominican, yep. uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, we have a lot of Spanish players. Uh, we have a coaching staff that has uh, Miguel Cairo, who speaks Spanish. Mm-hmm. You have the bullpen coach, Hernandez, who speaks Spanish. And I think Tony speaks Spanish. I believe Tony's so, well, fluent in Spanish, yeah. Right. But there's not a Cuban. Uh, coach on the team. And I talked to my buddy Pete Caliendo. This this might not be a big deal, but with, with the issues with some of our ball players, you'd almost wish you had a, a guy, because Minnie Minoso's gone. Abreu, I don't know is, if, if he's in the position to mentor these guys. He's trying to win a pennant. And I, I, I know that you could speak Spanish from anywhere, but I would like to see some, some more Cuban representation on the coaching staff next year. Maybe to be one of these guys that says, hey, Get it together, because in Cuba, according to my friend, who's coached all over the world, Carm, they're the most harsh coaches, mm. they, the toughest coaches, because they want to get their kids out of there. And there's no doubt when they come here and they've reached that major league status that some of them, maybe they get homesick. Maybe they, they have a problem at home. Maybe there's somebody who doesn't know where they lived. So I, I would like to see a, a Cuban coach added to the squad next year. There's definitely just like this malaise that is set in around this team, and maybe that's part of it, that, that, I, mm-hmm. I, that they're not all pulling from the same end for whatever reason. I don't know. Well, I'll, I'll do this for you. Let's say, let's say, let's just go uh, kids baseball, okay? Yeah. If you have, like, like Randy's team, they're from Deerfield, right? Okay. And you have nine coaches from the Jackie Robinson All-Stars coaching them. Okay, and you only have three or four from the area, you know, you're basically saying to yourself or, or you have Spanish coaches coaching a team like your, your son's team, you know, and, and, and they're all and they're all English speaking. You know what I'm saying? Is there enough representation for this team? And is, who is the Cuban mentor now that many's gone? And is Abreu doing enough? I always thought it was Abreu. Yeah, that's kind of why they valued him so much. I mean, obviously, he's still a, a fantastic hitter, but he's I always thought that baseball. was part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think, the... I think if you look at it, I'm sur- I was surprised when I looked up the coaching staff. They have Daryl Boston, McEwing, who I don't think a whole lot of. And they're all Tony's guys, most of them, including Miguel Cairo. You know, the uh, the only hope here for the White Sox is that they can pull off what the Braves pulled off a year ago. On the morning of August 2nd, when we all uh, woke up that morning a year ago, the Atlanta Braves were 52-55. and 55. They were five games back in the NL East. They went 36-18 and 18 the rest of the way. They made a couple minor moves that turned out to be very good for them at the deadline. And they mm-hmm. hit it come August. Maybe the White Sox will do something similar. The trade deadline is next Tuesday. Next time we talk, next Friday, we'll have a better idea of what this team is really going to look like down the stretch because I do think the White Sox will make a few moves. But we'll see. 49 and 49, three back of well, Minnesota. And like Mike and said, they're, in the the middle, they're middling. You don't know yeah. what to do. You can't yeah. sell. The fans will get BI rates. Oh, yeah, you're right. You Absolutely. Yeah. You've been touting this team. You gotta you gotta go after it. I mean, yeah. the, I think look, it's the division. It really is, and thank God for that. Uh but Cleveland, 
They play good. They play hard. Um, I still think the Sox, if they got everybody on the field, but but everybody, you know, people start, uh, Joe Kelly the other night, I mean, he feels a little numbness, yeah. and he, he, they immediately leave. So it's tough for Tony LaRusso right now when he, he can't count on many of the players on his team Kelly, to play every day. Kelly had finally started pitching well, too, the last six or seven outings, and now who knows what's going to happen with that arm injury. Mm-hmm. Um, so the you, Mike mentioned Cleveland. The Guardians have a tough test this weekend as the Rays finally kind of limp back home after their disappointing road trip. Um, Rays and Guardians from Tampa tonight. So this could be good for the White Sox if they take care of business. Maybe the Rays get right being back at home in the White Sox. And they should uh, be able to win the series. And You'd like them to sweep the Oakland A's. I know Oakland just swept Houston, but Oakland is Uh not a very good baseball team. So the Rays are at home tonight uh, against the Guardians, and White Sox fans will be cheering, obviously, for Tampa. Yeah, but Kiermaier's out now because everybody knows that I have Tampa Kiermaier's out. They lost their catcher. They lose last night to Baltimore three to nothing. Not that Baltimore's a bad baseball team; they're on the come. If you saw, if if you want to know the truth, they're going to be very formidable next year, I believe. But Tampa Bay's losing players now, and you know, like they have the lowest budget in baseball. And when you lose a couple players, you start to realize that he, I think cash they're seven above five hundred. I don't know if they're going to win the ninety games now, though, Carm, because they still got a tough division. You can't lose a guy like Kiermaier. You can't lose your lead catcher. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, uh, the good news for the Sox is while they get to be at home playing the Oakland A's, the Guardians are on the road in Tampa, and the Twins are on the road out west uh, in San Diego. So yep. let's see how this weekend plays out. Cubs lost their first in San Francisco last yep. night. They were actually being no hit until the seventh, I think it was last night. Tonight, Marcus Stroman against uh, Alex Cobb, and the Cubs are about a dollar twenty underdog in that game tonight. Well, I, 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 I got to keep. I, I, I've made my feelings known. I'm tired. Like I, I, you get tired of things, and once you've been watching team from the '60s, do the same thing over and over again. You just get tired of the same routine. I'm on board of saying you got to keep a, a catcher. I remember I knew a guy named Art Stewart who was a scout for the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, Kansas City uh, Royals. He helped build that squad. He worked for or he knew Ed Kelly from the Park District. I ran into him at the administration building one day, and he's with the guy. I think he was from the Cincinnati Reds, another scout, because the scouts, he was based here. So he went to the games at Wrigley mm-hmm. and Kansas City. You know what he told me? What? Not, this, not, not uh, Art. Art thinks the toughest position to fill was shortstop. Mm-hmm. He told me when you get a catcher, a good one, no, a sure. decent one that can hit, and also play other positions or something like that, like Johnny Bench late in his career, you keep them. So I'm not happy with the direction of the Cubs. I think that uh, uh, they were on the come. I don't know now if they can keep them, Carm. I, I think that yeah. maybe they're buying into the fact, add a couple more pieces, and next year maybe you could be competitive in that division. I think Contreras and Happ are going to see their last weekends here in a Cubs uniform and, uh, at some point. Yeah, yeah it's, I've said for a couple of years that it was surprising they never got a deal done with Contreras. Maybe COVID and threw a And even off from a 12, 10 million, 12 million. You haven't done anything. He's an all-star catcher. I'm hearing now he can't play defense. You know what you got with Happ? And Contreras, you got character. You got guys that come to play every day. You got a guy in Contreras who called up the, the out the three guys last year and some others on the team that weren't playing hard. Uh, you got a guy that that can handle the pitching staff. The pitching's been okay. He DH'd last night. He can play other positions and you can get him cheap. I don't get it. Should have been done two years ago. They should have extended Wilson. I Contreras. agree. Totally agree. I agree. We're going to talk to our buddy Luke Pergandy coming up next from Prop Swap. He's our guy. We're going to talk a little NFL as we go along. 
Want to talk Bears? Um, all the look ahead lines are available for all the teams, and the Bears are only a favorite as of now in two of 17 games. So we got to start talking more NFL as we inch closer to the season now that all the teams are at camp. So we'll do all that. Don't go anywhere, folks. We're just getting warmed up. Carmen DeFalco, Mike North with you. We are the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. You're listening to The Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Every week we're with you talking sports and sports gambling, getting you set for the weekend. Carmen DeFalco, Mike North, we're presented by PropSwap. And every week we talk to one of the founding members of PropSwap, where America buys and sells its future wagers. These guys are the best in the business. Make sure you download the free PropSwap app or go to PropSwap.com. Say hi to Luke Pergandy. Hey, guys. How are you, Luke? How you doing, How are you? Hey, Tom. Hey, Mike. We're doing well, pal. Uh, We're almost at the trade deadline for Major League Baseball. We got uh, NFL right around the corner, so there's a lot happening, plus some golf. I was going to start with baseball. Uh, The ever-changing AL MVP odds, I mean, it sure seems to be a two-horse race, but they've kind of ping-ponged back and forth. You know, Aaron Judge again last night with another Mm walk-off home run as the Yankees win one nothing. You wake up this morning, Shohei is no longer the favorite. Aaron Judge is the favorite for now, minus 150. Shohei's plus 135. The longer shot on the board that some people think maybe with an outside shot would be Jordan Alvarez at 12-1. to Uh, That's the ticket I guess you'd like to have if he could go nuts over the last two months and close the gap. But it just feels like a two-horse race, and I know there are a bunch of tickets that people keep buying and posting between Judge and Shohei on the website. Yeah, no, you nailed it. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm seeing I'm seeing Alvarez at 26 to one wow. on some sports books, so he's he's probably done. I mean, it's, he's he's alive, but um, you know, for basically August, it's going to be a it's going to be a t- steep hill for him to climb. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if you got a Shohei or Aaron Judge ticket, you're in business. I would, you know, obviously would props up if you got one of those that five to one or greater. There's yeah. some room to flip it for a profit. If you didn't and you have like a plus 120 Shohei ticket, just make a bet on Aaron Judge and mm-hmm. just make sure you're hedged. It would it would stink to ride this thing the whole season and then, you know, the opposite happens. So it, it's going to be a coin flip, you know, flip a coin 100 times. I think Judge wins mm-hmm. 50 times. Shohei wins the other 50. So just, just make sure you're walking away with something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, social media is off the wall right now. You know, we're watching every move that every quarterback makes from day one. <laughs> Trubisky goes 0 for 2. They want him out already. Then yesterday he throws three touchdowns out of four in the, in, the, in the situation that they were in. You see Fields getting a lot of hype right now. But what's perfect for prop swap is something like the over-unders. Or if you took a guy like Trubisky, whether he does it or not, at 60, 70, 80 to 1, whatever he is, Luke. And I could talk Carmen and even Randy, who wouldn't invest in money and probably Trubisky otherwise. Isn't the longer odds, like you just said, you're not going to make a whole lot off judge. Isn't PropSwap built for speculation on a 70, 80 to 1 shot that could end up maybe uh, hot for the first eight weeks and then you can pedal it? Yeah, no, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, I think. You know, over under win totals is definitely a way to play prop So, you know, if you mm-hmm. bet on, uh, you know, the Chargers over win total, or Chargers start out the season four and one, uh, you can flip that in week six for a huge profit. That's definitely one way to play it. And then to your point with the player awards, 
You know, it's mm-hmm. typically a quarterback's award. So, you know, any quarterback that's above 32 to 1 odds, that's value. So, like, yep. uh, Mac Jones at 40 to 1 right now, Trey mm-hmm. Lance at 40 to 1, Matt Ryan at 40 to 1, Tua at 60 to 1. Like, those are all starting quarterbacks. So, those to me are value because it's probably, you know, 97% of the sure. time it's going to go to a quarterback. So, um, if you can find a quarterback with higher than 32 to one odds, that's interesting. Carson Wentz is 75 to one field, 75 to one. So those are all examples of quarterbacks that can make a run. And Mike, to your point, Mitch Trubisky, 75 to one, uh, Trevor Lawrence, mm-hmm. 75 to one. Honestly, all yeah. of those are, are interesting candidates. Throw, throw 10 to 20 bucks on each of them and, and see if you can make, you know, five, well, that's six, what I was going to say. That's why I was just going to tell you my way of doing it. And Carm knows this would be to buy, like, most of them, yeah, you know. And right. if you hit one or two, you're getting your dough back, right? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, at that, yeah, just, those buy odds, yeah. And, yep. yeah just buy a basket I, I, of them, and uh, just one of them has to improve by five or six yep. times. So, you know, from 60 to 1 to 10 to 1, you make six times your money, and that pays for the rest. I think I said this to Mike last week, um, about, and, and the developments of the last 48 hours make me even more intrigued. And I wish he were 30 to 1. He's not quite that long on the board. I think you could find him at about 20, 25 to 1. But Kyler Murray, I mean, every year they come out like gangbusters. Sure. They start mm-hmm. out great. I, I, he's obviously, you know, with everything that's happened in the last day or so about, you know, the Cardinals, somehow it was leaked that, you know, the Cardinals put this weird clause in his contract and then he had to come out and defend himself and then they removed it. I mean, something tells me he'll play with the chip on his shoulder. And we know early on in the season yep. he's really good. And if you could get. 20 to one. And then maybe, you know, after six weeks, he's awesome. And those odds are 10 to one. Well, that's what, you know, you talk about what the site's made for it. It's stuff like that. Yeah. I wish he was 40 to one Luke. That ticket would be more valuable, but that's one I'll be in Vegas in a couple of weeks. I'll probably put a little down on Kyler Murray and just hold on to that ticket and see what it's worth. Yeah. Say October 1st. Total. I mean, just last season, he was the favorite sure. at, you know, the halfway yeah. point. Yeah. So why, why can he not repeat that? And Absolutely. again, like, he doesn't have to win this thing as long as you're the favorite. You go from 25 mm-hmm. to 1 to the favorite. I mean, you're making yep. 20x on your money, 18x on your money. You know, not many people are making 18x, eight, you know, plus 1,800 winner yeah. in, you know, seven weeks. And um, same goes for their Super Bowl odds. I don't understand the, the downgrade on the Cardinals. They're, you can find them around 40 to 1 right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I get it. Really difficult division. But, um, you know, they they played well last year. They beat the Rams at home last year. So, um they're they're a formidable team, and I I agree. I think there's some value in both the cards, Super Bowl odds, and Tyler to an MVP. Hey, before we let you go, golf this weekend. Uh, Rocket Mortgage is happening outside of Detroit. Pretty decent field there, but it's also a live weekend. Um, so, what are the tickets looking like? Do you guys have tickets posted for live? By the way, are people uh, putting yeah. those up? Yeah, yeah. How how fun is that to to see this tournament come out of nowhere and now now all of a sudden people are betting on it? Wow. So, yeah. yeah, we got some live tickets. We have like a. Bryson DeChambeau and then Will Zalatoris to win the Rocket Mortgage Parlay. That's mm. a fun one. You know, can submit a bid on that and see if the seller will take take uh, less. Um, and then Zalatoris just to win Rocket Mortgage. Um, and I'm sure we get some Finau tickets as uh, yeah. he tends to always choke. So <laughs> he's a, he's a famous prop swap golfer. Did, did Finau hold on and win last week though? Right, he did. So yeah, he last yeah. week he actually held on and won, but that field Fair. is not very good. People are going to bet Salatoris for 20, 25 years, and they'll still be looking for that first big one, you know? Maybe. <laughs> get that feeling. I like Salatoris, man. One of I like days. him, too. Yeah, he's young. Finau's much older. Let's, yeah. let's rag on yeah, Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. Luke, you have a great weekend, buddy, and we'll catch up again next Friday.
Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. See you, buddy. Hello, <laughs> catch football time. There's our guy. Yeah, I mean, I don't care if you like Justin Fields or not. I don't care if you like Mitch Trubisky or not. I don't care if you like Kyler Murray or not. I'm going to put down the list next week of guys I'm going to take and try to talk Randy and Carmen into this. And the next thing you know, you're putting a wing on the house. Maybe there's a new, uh, be- you know, maybe, maybe there's a new uh, paint job on the kids' bedrooms. I mean, because one of those guys is going to come out of nowhere and, and and there's a lot of guys, like he said, Carson Wentz, Duke Arm. Yeah. I mean, you know, so the whole ball of wax is right there for you. Um, it, you know, it's just something that you got to try and do. Don't don't take the low end guys. You won't make as much. No, you're not going to make as much. You, uh, like we always say, because of the app, because of PropSwap, you don't. That bet doesn't have to win for you to actually make money. The profit is in. You know, a forty to one ticket where a guy suddenly is eight to one because he's played great. I mean, that's where you can. Make your money. So I like the idea of like finding that basket of guys like, okay, well, who might come out, play well early and see a huge drop in his MVP odds. And can that's you help how you can me out with money. something though? I know you probably got an agent being the big star that you are and everything. <laughs> I never had one, but you know, I, a baby's my agent basically. So I said, okay, she's good. And I don't have to pay her the 5%. Exactly. I pay her much, much more, but I go, but let me ask you something. Why would an agent agree to that Kyler Murray I, stipulation? I don't get the whole story. I mean, and now they pulled it off the, or they took the it out of the contract. The agent agreed to I mean, it. It's crazy. The, the agent agreed to it. Look, that's a humiliation. The last time I saw somebody humiliated like that, I was kept back in seventh grade. I mean, seriously, you know. I mean, that's a humiliation that now, I mean, I'd have a red ass about that. You're right. And, and does that put a little crimp? into things, or is he mad at his agent for approving know. that? I don't know. You I mean, know? Did he not? Uh, I don't know. It's a, did he look at it? It's a, Did he look at it? Yeah, like I, the whole thing, I mean, is bizarre. Yep. Was he totally stunned by it? Did he learn the same way everybody else learned, that the agent agreed to it and then it was, it, it was passed along to the media? I mean, I don't – the whole story is just bizarre to me. Did the agent yeah, leak it for, because he was fearful that – someone would eventually find out about it, and he just wanted you to get ahead of it. The, the whole thing's crazy, Mike. I, it's I would have the, never. If somebody said to me, listen, you can play quarterback for our team, but you got to make sure you oh. do your homework, you know, I'd go, that's not going to happen, man. I mean, because you know what? I, I have been doing my homework. That's why I'm an NFL quarterback. And that's what he Are was you saying. kidding me? Yeah, he goes, look, I'm 5'10". I agree I, with him. And I'm thriving. You know, I, I've done pretty well in this league so far, and – what, do you right. think that's I, because I don't study? Uh, yeah, it's really a wild, bizarre story. I could think of about 10 quarterbacks that look like they never do their homework, right. and he's not one of them, to be honest no, with you. I don't think so. I agree with you. Let's talk more NFL, all right? Mike and I will take a look at uh, some division totals, win totals, things like that. We'll start with the NFC this week, and we'll go across uh, all the divisions in the NFC and look at some of the hot teams, the teams that are drawing some money. Unfortunately, not a love on our beloved, not a lot of love for our beloved Bears, but we'll talk some NFL coming up. We'll still give you best plays a little bit later. And of course, Jim Miller's got ponies. So we're coming right back. Still a lot to do. It's Mike North and Carmen DeFelco, and we are the Odds Couple. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. On ESPN 1000, or stream it on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. We're getting you set for the weekend. Alongside Mike North, I'm Carmen DeFalco. We're the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. Every week on the ESPN Chicago app for you going into your weekend. Every Friday, the pod drops. You'll catch the encore replay. If you're out and about Saturday morning from 8 
until 9. Little Bears news for, for everybody here. Brad Biggs is following up on uh, news from yesterday where Lucas Patrick, who was you know, the big offensive lineman signing that the Bears had in the offseason, who is, uh, I think they don't want to say anything just yet, but uh, I think we all assume is slated to be their starting center. He was helped off the field yesterday. Bigsy's reporting that it is a hand injury, and uh, they are hopeful. Is this right, Merck? They're hopeful that he will still be this early in camp, that the injury can heal up. That it'll, Does he have to have surgery? Sounds like it, yeah. Sounds like he's have surgery, yeah. but that'll be healed up to start the season. So that's good news for the Bears. It might not be as good for Tampa. Ryan Jensen, who's one of the better centers in the league, a lot of people were hopeful that uh, the Bears might take a run at him in free agency, but he stayed in Tampa. Ryan Jensen had to be carted off the field yesterday, and I don't think it sounds uh, nearly as good. It is a knee injury of some sort, and there are some reports, Mike, that they fear the worst down in Tampa. This is what scares everybody when they go into camp, like you know, injuries to big-time important players, especially guys on your line. It's always the fear of every team. Yeah, injuries make teams sick, but they don't uh, necessarily – who gets injured is irrelevant. If Brady goes down tomorrow, they're dead. They're dead. not sick. Yep. Uh, dead, dead, dead. Yep. Okay? Uh, so I like the fact that, you know what, they still got Brady, but I think when you lose a center uh, a player like that, and you also lose Gronkowski, mm-hmm. this is a, a weaker team. And you also lost your head coach. Yeah, they did. So – You have, I think, a mountain to climb. I know it's Tom Brady, and I know he could do it again. He's done crazier things, but this is a team that's got some tank on it now uh, from two years ago, that they didn't have two years ago. Adding adding Julio is a nice move for them as long as Julio can stay on the field because he's kind of a third option for them. At some point, everybody thinks that Gronk will come out of retirement again, or if he even, I don't know, who knows, it's like a pseudo-retirement. Come October 1st, he might decide, yeah, I'll come back and play. So, um, you know. I, you, you know you, you know who's the most valuable bear to me? Who? It's going to be Luke Getze. Yeah, that's a good call. That's the offensive coordinator. I've looked at him. I've studied him. He doesn't stay long. He's Every, every two years, he's got a new job. That's usually the life years. of a coach. That's the life of a coach, but he has ascended rather quickly. Yeah, he has. I think if Field steps up, okay, and they win more than they're supposed to, and he looks really, really good, and they continue to improve, he'll be the guy I think that deserves the credit because you got the other guys. Poles has not had a good auspicious opening. We just talked about that injury. We talked about some players that have been in trouble. Okay, and the other guy, the coach, Eberflus, he's the head coach, but I think he's a defensive coach. I think the most important guy is that offensive coordinator and what he does with Justin Fields, who, by the way, I thought it was wrong when Trubisky didn't play in preseason. I think Karma agrees. I even thought, I remember Yurko wasn't. We were all wondering what was going on until we found out what's going on. I still think it's wrong that Justin Fields has no competition and is just being handed the job. I think it doesn't make him better. It doesn't. I think it's good to have somebody breathing down your neck. I think that he'd win the job anyway. But to give everybody the appearance he's just being handed the job is so Chicago Bears. They do things that make you scratch your head sometimes. I am at least grateful that they're going to play him in the preseason because the run, I think, will be good for him. Thank God for that. Thank God for that is right. I totally agree. Bears uh, in the look-ahead lines are only favored in two games as of now the entire season. Week three at home against Houston, where they are about a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Week 10 at home against Detroit, where they are a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. That's it. 
Uh, we know Trey Lance will be the starter when the season opens uh, on September 11th at Soldier Field when they host the Niners. I don't know if Jimmy G will be with another team. I don't know if Jimmy G will be on the sidelines. I have no idea how that will play out, but it won't be Jimmy starting in his hometown. It'll be Trey Lance. And the Bears are still about a six-and-a-half-point underdog to open up the season in Week 1. There's just not a lot of love for them nationally right now. The uh, under continues to get pounded. It's at about minus 145 juice on under six-and-a-half. And they have the longest mm-hmm. odds in the division, Mike, behind even the Lions at 11-1 to here in the preseason. The Bears a long shot to win the NFC North. Do you like the Packers, yeah. by the way, to win this thing again at minus 180? Or with Bakhtiari being hurt still... With Devontae being gone, like, are the Vikings a sneaky play at nearly 3-1, to one, or is this the Packers division again? I think that uh, people are starting to like the Vikings a little bit, but you still got Aaron Rodgers. He figures it out usually. Mm-hmm. I think they're downplaying Devontae Adams. I'm sorry. I think he is an outstanding receiver, but we'll see what happens when he leaves Aaron Rodgers to go to Derek Carr. Now, Derek Carr may be a very good quarterback, but he's not Aaron Rodgers. It's a tougher division that Devontae Adams went to. In fact, the toughest in football. So, you know, uh, he's getting yeah. paid, but I think it's going to be a little tougher road than people realize. And Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. I can't deny the guy. I, I, until the other teams, the Bears now are weaker than they were. There's no question in my mind about that, regardless. They're weaker than they were two years ago, three years ago, four years ago. Detroit might, is going to be better. Minnesota knocking on the door. But here's the key. Their offense has never been the problem. And they got mm. rid of a coach last year, Zimmer. Uh, that that's a defensive coach, yes. and their defense was the one that held them down most of the time. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the quarterback, but I agree with you. The weapons are so good there, and now they have an offensive-minded yep. head coach. I think that offense will be fine. I think that's yep. an excellent point. I still Thank you. am slightly tempted over 8.5. The problem is you're laying a pretty good price. Yeah. You're laying a dollar fifty-five on the Vikings' win total over 8.5. It does seem to me to be about a 9-win team, though, maybe even a 10-win team if all breaks right. I just think their offense is – and I do – again, I am not a huge fan of Kirk Cousins, but, boy, they no. got a lot of weapons there, and I think that offense is going to hum this but year. But if Mike. you look at Kirk Cousins' this year yeah. and you look at his years He's, and you go, holy Toledo, and you didn't have his name – on it, you'd go, man, who's this quarterback? But once again, defense was supposed to be the head coach's strong suit in the last few years. The defense let him down as much as anything else. Yeah. In the NFC East, I think uh, Cowboys and Eagles are going to battle it out. I know there's some love for, for Washington. Um, I think, again, you talk about some offensive firepower. I, I think the commanders have that. They, they retained Terry McLaurin. They drafted Dotson. Out of Penn State, I think there are things to like about that offense. The problem is, I, I just I think there are too many distractions uh, that still kind of mm-hmm. hang over that team. I'm not buying. I'm not buying the Giants' love. I think Brian Dayball could be an excellent coach at some point in this league, but I'm not buying the Giants' love just yet. I think it's Cowboys and Eagles. I actually like the Eagles, who are the second choice at plus one seventy five to win that division. We know nobody ever repeats in that division for crying out loud. I think the Eagles are a good bet to win that division this year, even though I still think most of us have questions about Jalen Hurts, right? That'd be the I'm, fair way of putting I'm gonna it. Ask, I'm going to tell you what Jalen Hurts is to me and the Eagles, okay? Because I'm hearing it hype. I remember I asked my dad when we were younger, take us to the air show. He looked at me like I was out of my mind. He says, okay, get in the car. 
Okay, he didn't take us to the air show. He took us to Irving and Mannheim, and we watched a couple planes land. Okay, he goes, "There's your air show," and then we went home. That's a good That's view right I there, think. Mike. Yeah, I mean, it's a great view. We saw him land. He goes, "Happy, happy," and turned around and we went to the bowling alley. Bottom line is, I think that's what they are. They're the air show that isn't the premier air show. That's you know, great. they're all yeah. hair. They're the... I don't think the Eagles are all that. So they're not the B-52 bombers and the Blue Angels. That's no. not. It's no. just like no. a, it's a no. United flight landing. Okay. It, it, it's an American Airlines flight from Tampa landing. <laughs> and you see the smoke hit the tires. Well, and my dad said, let's go. Well, you know, you I, saw I, what you had to see. I love that analogy. I, I'll tell you what's crazy <laughs> about the Eagles. I think they are. I think they have a Super Bowl caliber roster. I really do, but I don't know about the quarterback. I mean, right. I, I, that, and that, and, and we know it's the most important position. But I don't think it's a stretch to say when you look the offense, defense, skill position, what they can do on defense. That is a like that is a legit Super Bowl caliber roster. But I don't know that the quarterback's good enough to get them to a Super Bowl. So that, we'll see. That, if you had Lear, I'll give you. I'll get if you had a different quarterback, you can name four or five. I think that they're. Better off. I'm not taking anything away from from the guy. If he ends up winning it, fine. I'm just nonplussed by him. Yeah, I'm, I'm nonplussed by him. That's what I am. I'm not. I'm not big on him. I'm not against him. You know, I yeah. just think he's going to make mistakes down right. the line that are going to hurt his team. I'm I'm just like I need to kind of yeah. see more, and maybe he'll Absolutely. prove us all wrong. I I think that's the best way to put it. I still that's like awesome. them a little at plus one seventy five though to win that division. Uh, Rams, Boy, but one seventy five on a hundred. Yep. That's the that's the odds maker going. Come on, yeah. buy it, buy it. Come yeah. on, buy it, and it may happen. They're over. Did Randy White does red. Does the commander like it? Commander, what do you think? You like the Eagles at all? You think maybe as the second uh, choice, there's some value there. I I, I kind of like the uh, the commanders actually. You do. Yeah. So you're buying the yeah. commander hype a little bit. They're five to one, does, Randy, because it, it it pushes his agenda. He's the commander. He's the commander. I like their does. defense. So <laughs> they're five, Randy, they're five to one. You might want to get in on it. And then what do we think yep. about the NFC West, guys? Rams, 49ers, Cardinals, Seattle's obviously going to be out of it. Cardinals a little bit even a long shot at this point. Let me ask you about Seattle. They there. just signed Metcalf, right? Uh, they are, I believe, I believe officially got lo- locked up uh, DK, yes. That happened late right, last who's night. Who's their quarterback? Uh, their quarterback Locke? is the, uh, Drew Locke. Okay, aren't they rebuilding? Yeah. Seattle? And they signed Metcalf. Yes. Okay. I mean, I, I'm just saying, is he going to – he's going to be a marked man. There's not a whole lot there anymore. There's not, there's not a lot. I mean, you lost Bobby Wagner. You lost you lost your quarterback, Russell Wilson. You got a reclamation project at quarterback, and you signed Metcalf. I mean, so we'll four, see what happens. He is the face of the franchise now. Oh, yeah, for sure. They're 14-1. to 1. I mean, that's a real – when you're 14-1 to right. 1 to win a division, you are a real, real long shot. Rams are your favorite there. At plus 125, 49ers plus 190, and then the Cardinals at about three, three and a half to one. So I would it's not be a tight touch division. the 49ers. No? I will not yeah. touch the 49ers. I will not go with the guy that's two and one that's at quarterback with the team. I, 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 not that I have anything against Trey Lance, where you're replacing the guy that got you to the Final Four twice and to the Super Bowl once. I think it's going to be tough for them to repeat that with a new guy. He's going to have some learning that he's got to do. I just don't believe he's going to come in and take it by storm. So maybe that. What's he go up at? Fifty or sixty to one? Maybe we take a fly, Maybe take go. a shot at Trey Lance. There you go. All right. When we yeah. come back, we will talk to Jim Miller. We'll get some ponies. And then we'll give you our best plays for the evening and for the weekend. 
So uh, don't go anywhere. We're coming back. It's Carmen and Mike. We are the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is the Odds Couple with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco. The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. Entering the home stretch for the weekend. It's Carmen and Mike. We are the Odds Couple. And it is time to get some ponies. That's right. He is the expert handicapper at Hawthorne Racecourse. You follow him on Twitter at Hawthorne Gym. All he does is give out winners like the sun says. All he does is win, win, win. It's all he does. Say hi to Jim Miller, everybody. Jimmy's birthday. Happy birthday, by the way. How about that? It's coming up quick. It's weird to think I've been at Hawthorne for 25 years, and I'm turning 47 coming up this weekend. But uh, I'll tell you, I paid to work in the racing industry, and I love it. Absolutely. You know, I I remember when I was 47, I used to say regular, where to next? And now I'm in bed by 9 o'clock. God bless. (laughs) That's it, exactly. That's great. It's a All beautiful right. thing, though, guys. A little bit of a little bit of restful sleep isn't a bad thing. I'm an early riser anyway, so I don't mind it at all. But uh, I'll tell you guys, when you're in the racing industry and training starts and the track opens at 6 a.m. for workouts in the morning, mm-hmm. you have to get used to being an early riser because more stuff happens earlier in the day than it does late at night. Makes it a little bit hard on the sleep schedule with nighttime harness racing. But uh, again, I get paid to go to the races, so I'm never going to complain. And uh, so harness meet uh, well underway, obviously. Uh, we got another beautiful weekend, it looks like, uh, on tap. How much does the course change over the course of the summer, uh, depending on weather, heat, humidity, rain? Um, what are you know some of the things that people look for that the handicappers always try to track as uh, the course has racing on it as the summer goes along, and then the weather kind of fluctuates a little bit. The biggest change, guys, with heat in dry conditions is having to keep enough water on the track. And it happens for dirt courses, but it also happens for a limestone harness track. And the thing is, you, we have full-size water trucks that go around basically every race. But if something happens where it gets real dry and real windy, then those front runners are actually so much better because there is a little bit of that dusty dirt kickback, and you do have to worry about that. So you really try to keep on top of it for water. But when you do have those warmer temps, it does lead to a little bit more of a front-end track. So something to look to when you're handicapping those races. But, yeah, weather definitely is a factor on both the thoroughbred and the harness end of things. You know what? I was just thinking, I mean, how many people, because I know you got the casino now, but what time does the casino open in the morning, Jimmy? Does it open about Man, 9, 10 I o'clock? Wish we had it. We're, we're getting ready for the casino. We have the sports book, though, and the yeah. sports book opens oh, the sports at 8 book, I, meant, I meant the sports right, yep. book. What time does the sports book open? Yeah, so 8 a.m. we're open for, for business on the horse racing okay. and sports wagering end of things. And then the thing is, we fluctuate for time, guys, based on the schedule. And you know, as the NFL season's around the corner, you do have those Sunday night games. You're going to have Monday night games, Thursday night games. So the book will have extended hours. We always open earlier on NFL Sundays as well, too. But even with MLB action, you see those West Coast games. So those games are always up. And when we have a racing night, we're open for racing till midnight anyway. Mm-hmm. The book's mm-hmm. going to follow that pattern as well. Yeah, I like well, that. I was only going to ask you because I was thinking you were talking about how much fun it is and how cool it is yep. to see the workouts at 5 or 6 in the morning. Would you have a day once a week where people can pay admission and just like they go to the bear practices? I mean, I've never been to a, a, a workout where horses run around early in the morning. Would that be fun for people? I well, mean, here's you, the cool you, thing. You yeah, something like that. 
Right. It's it's free. I mean, we're we're free admission here cool. at Hawthorne, so that's a good thing. You can come in at any time and watch those workouts. And on okay. the hardest end of things, the track opens at 6 a.m. and then is open till about 1 in the afternoon. So even if you're coming mid-morning, you can still see the works on the thoroughbred end at 6 to 10 a.m. But it is. It's very cool because you have about 100 horses on the racetrack at one time. They're galloping. They're jogging. They're getting their workouts in. There's so much more that goes into the preparation for a race that people don't see. That's more of that behind-the-scenes action. But, yeah, we definitely invite people to come out and take a look. What's happening with the casino, by the way, Jimmy? So casino's getting ready to get going. We were so close, and then the pandemic hit. We were doing demo. We were getting all the architectural drawings and that stuff going. And then the pandemic hit, so it really just kind of slowed things down, guys. So everything's starting to gear up again, which is a good thing. And you know how costs went through the roof, too. It's one of those things where you're looking at costs trying to kind of even itself out also. But I'll tell you, we're right on the doorstep of getting everything going. And once that gets going, you do sportsbook, casino, and horse racing. It's a great combination. We've seen a great crossover with sportsbook and horse racing. Throw the casino in. It really, really will be an awesome experience. Absolutely. All right, where are we wagering this weekend, buddy? Home track, boys. Home right. track at Hawthorne. Three races on Saturday night. Race number one, kick off the card. Bet the three, Mike Mike, across the board. Oh, Go yeah. to race five. Bet the five, marvelous mystery to win. This is a very good two-year-old Illinois bred trotter. And then in race six, bet the three, Dandies BB-8 across the board. Better post will make all the difference on Saturday night. All right, so the first race, we got to bet this horse. Mike Mike, you said? Yes, sir. Oh, Mike, we got to bet no. that. From, we got to bet that. That's the three yeah, horse on Saturday night across the board. Race five, uh, the five horse just to win. And then yep. race six, the three horse across the board, right? That's right, boys. Make some money for NFL preseason yes. just around the corner. Just around the corner. Thanks, Jimmy. You got it, boys. Good luck. Jimmy! That's our guy, Jim Miller, and we'll talk oh, to him yeah. next Friday. All he does is give out winners. All right, let's try to give That's out some what winners. He does. That's what he does. That's it. I Now, last week... Uh, I did not get, you know, my, my best play uh, blew up badly, but because the Cubs decided to finally score some runs. But if you were listening, I said I did like Schwarber at plus 325 to hit a home run. He did do that. I won't give it out as a best play, but another home run prop tonight that I like for some reason. And I don't know why, Mike, because mm-hmm. uh, Ronald Acuna well, Jr. Because you won. Well, maybe that's it. But something, I was looking at D-backs Braves, all right? Bumgarner's on the bump. He's pitched pretty well, actually, lately. The Braves kind of hammer uh, left-handed pitching like the White Sox do, like the Yankees do. But uh, something tells me Acuna tonight. Now, he's been in a little bit of a slump, and he's 0 for 6 lifetime against uh, Madison Bumgarner. Something tells me Acuna's due. I don't know why. I just have a vibe on that. I'm going to play. This is not a best play, but I'm just telling everybody, since we hit a home run prop last week on the show, the home run prop I'm playing tonight is Ronald Acuna at about plus 375. Maybe you can even find 4-1 to one to hit a home run tonight. So I am going to play that one just so everybody knows. Hopefully in back-to-back weeks we can give out a home run prop. What are you looking at for tonight, my friend? All right, I'm going to look at my MLB odds, MLB odds to see if this has gone up at all right now. Uh, you know what? I like uh, the under tonight. I don't even know who's pitching in this game, okay. but it's 7 Cleveland and Tampa Bay. I just uh, did my. Uh, I, I don't look at the pitchers. I look at the line. Okay. Okay. And uh, I don't know if you got it here because my well, computer. B- Bieber. Out. So so my, Bieber against Jeffrey Springs tonight. It's a good matchup. Uh, total. Yeah, I'm going to go under seven in that one. Under seven. Okay. okay. And that is uh, you got to lay a little juice on that. You got to lay about 105 on that. 
105 is a little juice, and you know what? I understand, and I could lose it. So that's my first one. I got another one, but uh, if you don't have one, I'll go right into my second one. I think uh, Astros get it done again tonight against the Mariners. I like Verlander on the bump. They lit up Robbie Ray last week. You know, the Mariners have been a great story. They had the 14-game winning streak. They go into the break. They come out. They get swept by the Astros. Then they win three in a row against the Rangers. Then they go on the road to start the four-game series last night. They lose again to the Astros. They're just 6-10 uh, and 10 against Houston. Houston's just so damn good. And Verlander's been dominant. Dominant, dominant, dominant. So I like a little money line play. Small money line, maybe a half-unit money line play tonight on the Houston Astros, Mike. And that's it for Yeah, and I'll, and I'll have, I'll have uh, a couple more today. At uh, 148, uh, the podcast will be up like it always is. Uh, Charlie and Randy have been doing a great job and getting us up early so you can get yourself ready for this. But I'll have a couple more uh, at uh, 148 on uh, the Carmen and Yurko show, folks. Now it's time for, if you don't have another one, Carmen, nope, you know what time it. it is? That's it. What time is it? What about Randy? Randy. All right. Now, by the way, uh, a fun thing I've been doing is betting Verlander strikeouts and a win. So, so this history... So- Oh, his over prop, right. you mean? So, 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 so total tonight's seven and a half. So you bet the eight what, strikeouts and the win? Right. And it's like, say, for instance, uh, I think you can bet, like, if it's nine, it's like plus 320. You know, okay. if he gets up to 11, it's like plus 600. Oh, okay. Okay. So he's been having some pretty good strikeout numbers he's been his last great, game. man. Yeah. Just he's, great. He's kind of due for a stinker, though. He's been oh, so good. Oh, that scares me now. Thanks, Merck. Sorry. I got the Astros. By the way, yeah, I'm for Cy Young. So. But real quickly, I like the Red Sox tomorrow against the Brewers. Nick Pavetta on the mound. Okay. Saturday game, I like the Red Sox. Red Sox to tomorrow. The Okay, Sounds and he good. saved us because we were two and two last week. Because Randy had Dylan Cease, I I was one and one. Carm, you had the one pitcher right, but uh, the the other guy gave up a lot of runs, so yep. we ended up going two and two. Yep. My my stinker was Boston. Got oh my destroyed. god, I mean, that was a joke last week. I mean, come on, sometimes that, that was a twenty seven to five or something, and uh, that was a stinker. But then uh, my guy, the Mambo King himself, Sensitalia, comes through with the plus one and a half to yep. win their game for Colorado. That's that's right. All right, boys. Uh, great stuff as always. Randy, thank you so much. Thanks to Randy Merkin. Thanks to Jim Miller and yep. Luke Pergandy. We hope everyone enjoyed the show. Have a wonderful weekend, and we'll see you right back here next Friday uh, on The Odds Couple. This so is everybody. The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North on ESPN 1000.